Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you Ahoy, motherfuckers. Every so often, you know, we get a movie. Brandon's here. I'm here. This hindsight. I'm sure y'all know that by now. Every so often we get a movie. I don't even have to watch to remember it. I just watch it for the shits and giggles and the laughter of it all. And this week is one of those movies. Brandon, when was the first time you saw I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? Uh... I'm sure I saw it when I was a kid, but don't remember it. So I, the first time I remember seeing it is maybe like, I don't know, early 2000s sometime. Wow. Wow, man. Wow. So uh, you're young. You're young, and I'm okay with that. I remember seeing it in like, for the first time, I remember seeing it in like 89, 90. And the thing about I'm going to get you sucker is that there's so much um, in it that became part of the lexicon uh, for myself and for my friends and everything <laughs> that I'm laughing just thinking about it. Um, as you said, when we finished our last episode, which was Hollywood Shuffle, I'm going to get you suck. I had a cast that was just incredible. Um, the growth in between Hollywood Shuffle and this movie, as far as Keenan Ivory Wayne's writing uh, style, is it's, it's immense. Um, the comedy is a laugh a minute. I loved every moment of it. And like I said before, it's a good thing that uh, Eddie Murphy gave Keenan and I Rewind's permission to use the idea. So what do you mean the idea? Eddie Murphy came up with the original idea for I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yeah, but what does that mean? Did he write the movie? No, 
but because he came up with the creative idea, the vision. What's the idea? This movie didn't have no plot. It did have a plot. Niggas no, were over. Niggas were dying of over gold. And this so, does not have a plot. <laughs> wait, my nigga, there's a plot. So niggas is dying from too much gold, and plus they peeing on themselves. There's no way they can go to the bathroom with all that shit on. And so Jack Spade, a black man in any ghetto USA, decides to find somebody else to do the job for him. Really, <laughs> and then. When everybody else falls to the wayside, Jack Spade saves the day and takes down Mr. Big, a.k.a. the man. The man who did what? What do you mean? What did Mr. Big do that's so bad? He's the reason for all of the gold and the, the sex workers and the gangs and the drugs in the neighborhood mr big is the man okay like i said this movie has no plot but it's great <laughs> there's no plot it has no direction it's just a compilation of scenes it is funny. now now hollywood shuffle was a combination of scenes this one had an underlying plot to it it did once he gathered his guys up yes they equal they each got into separate situations like Kung Fu Joe. Um, how he went up against the cops because Mr. Big called the cops and was like, yo, this guy's breaking into my establishment. You better do something about it. So Kung Fu Joe got pulled over and got beat up. That was his separate side thing. But it wasn't like Hollywood Shuffle where it was like 17 skits and then three minutes worth of movie. Well, no, it's a movie, but the Kung Fu Joe scene with the cops was point it didn't have nothing to do with the plot or the scene with chris rock had nothing to do with the plot uh the scene with chris rock was more of a it's just funny scenes no it, more than that it, it's more of a a way to introduce hammer and slammer played by joe brown or jim brown and isaac hayes yes and it's just, it's their restaurant. And he walks up in there and, uh, you know, established that this is a place that he would want to eat at if, if and he had the money. And um, Isaac Hayes is Quirms on House of Cars. More or less. Yeah. May I help you, sir? How much for an order of ribs? Uh, $2.50. $2.50? How many ribs do I get with that? Uh, about five. Five? So I guess that's about 50 cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Let me get one. Right on. One order. One order of ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. One rib. I sure am hungry. Uh, make that one rib to go. One rib? One rib. What else? You got any soda? One dollar. Oh, come on now. Look out for a brother, man. Come on. Hey, take this out. Why don't you let me get a sip for 15 cents? My cups cost more than 15 cents. 
All right, fuck the cup. Pouring in my hand for a dime. Look, you greasy-headed Jerry Curl Wynn. Pay me and get the hell out of my store. You got change for a hundred. Look, we're gonna need an orthopedic surgeon to remove my foot from your ass. Hammer. And that's when he came in and said the customer's always right. And now we know hammer and slam. Yeah, so Ooh. like I said, it was a pointless scene, but it was great. <laughs> this was a sketch comedy show in a movie. It was not. Yeah, it was. It just, that's why it was great. It was just that. Well, it was just that every time that he met somebody, something happened. So it starts off with Jack's brother dying of OG over gold. They never explain how niggas die from wearing too much gold. They also never explain how they go to the bathroom with all that stuff on. They had much better running jokes in this movie um, than they did in previous movies. Junebug. Junebug Spade. And so, um, Jack, well, before Jack even gets back home, uh, Jack's mom and his, this was weird to me, Jack's mom and Junebug's widow slash Jack's ex-girlfriend, Cheryl, yeah, that happens all the time. Does it though? Yeah, it does. Okay. It's very—it's not an uncommon thing that people date people their siblings have dated. That's like quite common. Okay, no, I—I I know Jermaine Jackson and Randy no, Jackson, but that's—it's very it. common. It's—it's—it's it's, it's very common. It's not uncommon at all. You mean like after they die? After, no, just all the, like they date and then they break up and then they end up, somebody moves away and then they end up getting with their brother, especially in the small towns. It happens all the time. It's not uncommon. Wait. Jack went away. Yeah. So she dated June. That, that happens all the time. Where do you, you clearly. You clearly don't know people who live in small towns. I I guess I don't, because if I come back home and my brother is dating my um, ex-girlfriend, all three of us are going to have a conversation. It happens all the time. It's not uncommon at all. That's wild. Okay. So um, uh, that is literally... It doesn't happen in big cities that often because there's a lot of people. That is literally if, news. If you're in a town with 3,000 people, how many options you got? It's literally news to me. That's all I'm saying. I I, I was unaware that this was a thing that had happened in anywhere. Happens all the time. So that means it happened to your family. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. My family's from the country. Where there's one high school, one middle school, and one elementary school in the whole town today. Damn. Damn. Okay. Um, It's a small town. Like, it's small town stuff. So Jack and his mom are in the bedroom, uh, 
in her bedroom after um, Mr. Biggs' henchman. My mom's my mom's brothers. Listen, my mom has six siblings. Four of the brothers are married to a family to four sisters, but they're not married. And then they married. No, so, but think about that. They're all married to the same family. Yeah, four brothers to four sisters. That's fine. What's How do you think fine? that happens? How do you think that happens? Because it's a small town. No, that's fine. What wouldn't be fine is I date somebody and then we break up or I move and they date my brother. Who else are they supposed to date? It's not that small of a town. Yeah, you don't understand about small towns. This is what I'm trying to explain to you. Uh, it's I, a I, small I, town. When you say it, a small town, do you mean like 100 people or something? No, but those other people are already dating people. It's limited options. You have limited options. And so you end up dating people that you know or that you have relationships with. That's how it works. They even explained it in the movie. We was dating, and then you went off to the you went off to the military. No, and she said, and back. I quote, she said, and I quote, I dated June to remind me of you. Yeah. Which is yeah. fucked up in a million different ways. Yeah. For June. But June Bug was happy. But then he got hooked on the gold. Over gold. So she got the man she really wanted. Yeah. Junebug was a fallback. You ain't never heard of fallbacks? A lot of people are fallbacks. These things you speak of don't make sense to my world. I know, because you're from California. It's a different world. I guess. I guess. So, uh, it don't happen in my town. I don't know people like that. I feel like it does. But in where my family is from, oh yeah, I'm, that's, that's not uncommon at all. Okay, all right, bro. So I'm from Baltimore, it's different. I mean, I'm from a big city, but you go to you know, bumfuck Virginia or middle of nowhere North Carolina, you know, and there's <laughs> there's there's twenty women for you to date. There's twenty men. There's twenty women. If a man lives away. That opens, and now you got two choices then. You got the open woman or the one that the man just moved away. Or you but date if, no one. But if it's my sibling. Okay. Okay. I, I, you know what? You know what? I remember these conversations. Um, I remember the words. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, Brandon. That's the That's words. Right. You'll okay, get, you'll get listen when you put the episode out, people are gonna comment, they're gonna say I'm right, and then okay, you're gonna Brandon. say, Oh, I didn't know. No, I won't. If it, you 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 right, you you got it. That's right. <laughs> so um Lenny and um uh, I forget what the other um golly. I forget what the other dude's name is. They walk up into Ma Slade's house 
to say Junebug owed us money. So now any money he owes us, you now owe us. And That's start, Damon Waynes and um Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem yeah. Hardison, yeah. And so they Lenny and Willie. And so they start messing up her house. No, they told us their real names. So Who's in charge? You in Who? Charge. You in charge. Then shut the fuck up. <clears throat> you don't mind telling me what you want. Certainly. Junebug used to work for me. He used to work for us. I work for Mr. Big. We work for Mr. Big. It just so happens that Junebug died owing Mr. Big $5,000. 5000 We're here to collect. $5,000. We don't have that kind of money. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no shit. They don't have that kind of money. Get off me. I could look at these plastic slip covers. Yeah, these stupid painted on the wall. Look at stupid paint. They tell that type of money around I used here. to do the paint on the wall. I think I do the paint. This old bullshit. Look at these white pillows. Look at these stupid I do see something. Something that's gonna be worth at least mm, ten times that amount of money to Mr. Big. Well, what is it? What do you want? You. Don't mama! Don't touch us. Shut up. Good, she moves here again. Looks like mama gonna have to teach you some manners. Okay, come on. You don't ever come in my house and you like no food. The amp that mess you mean. And you, put those pillows back on the couch where you found them. That's right, pick all that shit up. All of it. And puff these pillows up too, man. You stupid. Come in. Come in. Why you gonna go mess the nice lady's house up for, man? All of it. You told me when we came in to beat her up and I slap her around. I didn't tell you and shit like that, man. Yes, you now, did. Now, you and your friend got a choice. You can either go out that window or... Take the stairs. Okay, yeah, we'll take. We're gonna take the stairs. Yeah, we'll take the stairs. Oh, 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 get the ass on my face! Did she push them down the stairs, or did they fall? I think they threw themselves down the stairs. That's what I'm gonna tell the cops. Well, they told Mister Big that the soldier boy did it. So. Jack is at the bottom of the stairs and he and mama's uh thrilled to see him and they're talking about um you know the history with Junebug and uh Junebug is uh Jack has a memory of when him and Junebug used to go to the playground and it's a stupid memory so mama tells him shut up Jack and then Jack sees a picture of uh John Slade in mama's uh picture album and she asked you knew john slade and she was like yeah i almost dated i almost married him before i met your father uh so he goes to see john slade and john slade is like essentially i ain't your daddy so what you doing here and i'm gonna play this part just because <laughs> david allen greer <laughs> The bit pieces of some of these actors in this movie are hilarious to me. What is John Slade supposed to be? He's supposed to be Shaft. 
Hell, he's supposed to be like a, a cop? No, he's shaft. He's shaft? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why the theme music he has is literally shaft's theme music. Well, I was trying to figure out why at the end they were just they just walked out past all them cops and nobody did shit. So they just let them let them go. I thought he was a cop. Nah, he's he's Shaft. Shaft never stopped and talked to the cops either, if I recall from what I seen in uh the the Samuel L. Jackson movies. <laughs> what? Play the clip. And right now I'd like to talk to a man who's no stranger to this community, and he's considered by many to be well a local hero of sorts. While serving the community back in the 70s, he helped topple such crime bosses as Mr. Big. He was responsible for today's events. I'm speaking, of course, of Mr. John Slade. Well, Mr. Slade, I know a lot of people would like to see you come back and help rid the old neighborhood of Mr. Big. How do you respond to that? Well, no, Skip, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm retired now, so that's the job for the police department. Oh, but tell us, Mr. Slade, what is today really about? To provide for these young people an opportunity to let steam off in a very uh, positive way by competing in events that uh, are familiar, if you will, to their environment. You know what I mean, brother? <laughs> well, actually, I don't. You know, I didn't grow up around blacks. Now, I grew up in the suburbs. My dad was a lawyer, my mom was a doctor, and all my friends were white. Mm. I mean, everybody used to tease me because I didn't speak jive, and, like, I couldn't dance to save my life. But the only step I really knew was, like, you know, that step that Springsteen does in a Dancing in the Dark video? I love Springsteen. That's all. Reporting for WBLD News, this is Skip Ballon saying in the immortal words of our Negro poet, Don Cornelius, peace and soul. You know Soul Train, though. That's the only black thing he probably had in his community. So, uh, John Slade tells uh, Jack, you know, I can't help you, dog. This ain't my job. You need to go to the cops. And Jack basically guilt trips him. Like, man, you used to be the best. You used to be a hero. I used to look up to you. And so he leaves. We go back over to Lenny and Willie, who are explaining to Mr. Big why they didn't get the money from Junebug's mom. Almost had the girl, Mr. Big. Oh, yeah, we almost. She's beautiful. It's going to be worth far more than money. To oh, June she'll be worth you. maybe 10 or maybe 20 times. far more than money. Well, anyway, she got a real soft, juicy food butt. But the only problem was that this old lady, she punched me in her stomach. Oh, then she started crying and screaming and stuff, right? And and dude yeah. came in, this big dude, I think it's a what? son or something. The, soldier, the, the soldier dude. I didn't see the, the dude, the fucking dude that came in. Then he started, he, he, he hit me from behind, right? And, and I went down. Oh, you mean the soldier dude? Yeah, the soldier dude. Okay. And, and then he, he hit me from behind, right? And I went down, I was like this. And then a dude shot me. He didn't shoot you. Yeah, he did. And then four pimples came out with biting on my ankle. You get a stupid lie like that from. Enough. No. Junebug worked under you, which means you owe me his debt. If that girl is anything you say she is, then we'll call it even. I have no patience when it comes to collecting. Now I suspect you'll bring me that girl right away. Yes, yes sir, Mr. Y Big. Yes, sir, Uncle Mr. Big. Uh, um, Uncle Mr. Big, I have a question. 
What about the mother? If he gets in your way, kill him. I better not hear any more about that guy. Or it's your asses. You got that? Yes, Uncle Mr. Big, it'll be our asses. It'll be your ass. You boys can leave either through the window or the stairs. Okay, we'll take the stairs. We always take the stairs. Yes, thanks to you. Lenny? What? You mad at me? I'm gonna be mad on the way down these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third... No, this is the second movie because we never saw Animal House here, but uh, Dean Warmer whatever his name is in this or in real life um saw him in this and we saw him in killer clowns from outer space playing the cop that didn't believe in the aliens oh mr big he was in killer cops from outer space he was the he, he was the um cop who didn't believe that there were clown aliens oh i didn't think that was him you sure that's him Pretty sure. John Vernon. Yes. Right, Dean Wormer. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. When did Killer Clowns from Outer Space come out? Killer Clowns, like 85? Uh, I guess you're right. I didn't know. I didn't think that was him. But yeah, I yeah. like this dude. Yeah, no, he's he's uh He's pretty dope in all of the movies that he's in. And then it turns out that um, he, well, as he'll say later on, it turns out that he has like, an, he, he's an esteemed actor. They he's Deadpool. Huh? He's Deadpool. He can break the fourth wall. He knows he's in a movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, so that after that is when, uh, Slade goes and gets uh, Hammer and Slammer. And then he uh, tells Jack to meet him at a um, at a club. So then they can get the guns from this other guy. And that's when they meet Cherry. And Cherry is like... Um, oh, that well, came out the same year. Wait, no, no, no. Before, before... Uh, Slade says that he's in. Jack leaves the tent where he was talking to Slade and he goes to see if the uh, Black Revolutionary Movement will help him out. And runs into um, what is the dude's name? Kalinga? Kalinga, I think his name was in the movie. Um, and he's like, hey, man, I need you to help me take down uh, take down Mr. Big. Will you help me out? Now, how am I to help you, my brother? Look, I'm here because I can't stand what's happening in this community. Yes. Yeah, and somebody has to make a change. Yes. Now, brother, will you help me? Yes. Well, well, I wish I could. Damn it, man, I heard the People's Revolutionary Army was once a thousand strong. Now, what happened? They got government jobs. <laughs> what? You know that government office building on 25th Street? Yeah. We went down to take it over. 
But they were hiring that day. The brothers walked in with guns. They came out with jobs. The brothers weren't mad anymore. <laughs> yes. Whitey is something else. Oh, and then it turns out his uh, kids, his wife, they're all white. Brady Bunch starts playing in the background because white his with wife braids. The wife got braids, like box braids. braids. Yes, and the wife is actually Jan from the Brady Bunch TV show, which is why the Brady Bunch music starts playing. My great Nubian warrior. Dinner's ready. We have a guest. The final Faye Wench. Yeah, um, nice, nice to meet you. Would you like to stay for dinner? She makes the best bean dishes in all the world. this was funny because I mean obviously I don't care about interracial dating but I do find it funny whenever I see like like really super pro black people on Twitter and then mm-hmm. they post like a picture a uh, holiday time and it's like oh, I'm with my you know with my white husband or wife or whatever mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that but it's funny I mm-hmm. think it's funny yeah. so I thought this was funny <laughs> and so after that uh, Spade our Slade is like, hey, man, I got you. We're going to go to the club and meet up with this dude so we can get some uh, weapons. And um, they go to the club. And as they're sitting there, they meet this woman named Cherry. And Cherry is played by Anne Marie Johnson. And she's like, I'm, I, I need what I need and Jack's like what do you need and Cherry's like 12 inches and Jack being a sound mind and body looks this woman dead in the eye and lies <laughs> I got the 12 inches I got I got that I got that so she's like let's go and he's like I can't leave uh my friend behind and friend and Slade is like nah man I'm gonna be here don't worry about it. Go go handle your business. Go play with Cherry. And they get back to her spot. And Cherry's like, I need it. Give me, give me, give it, give it to me, give it to me. And um this seems wild. Jack is like, I gotta, I gotta admit something to you. I don't have 12 inches. And Cherry's like, oh. And he's like, I'm sorry I lied to you. And Cherry's like, it's okay. I have a surprise too. Mm. Oh, 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 oh
shoot me, hurt me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. so hard. Say Keenan can't act. No, I said he can't do. Nigga, do you want to watch Glimmer Man or not? <laughs> I thought Keenan was good in this movie. It, it was. This was comedy. This was jokes. He can do jokes. He can't do serious. And he can't do it where he's the primary person, where he's the only one. Like with this one, there's a surrounding cast of really good actors that are doing a lot of talking. And Low Down Dirty Shame, it's really just him and Jada. And really just what? him, because he leaves Jada behind a lot. And what does that tell you? That he needs more people? Jada ain't the actress you think she is. That's what that tells you. Dude, don't do that. That's what that tells you. Mm. Who convinced you that she wasn't the actor that, I mean, I I never thought she was a great actress. You just hyped her up on Low Down Dirty Shame. She all right to me. I mean, she okay. I think she's wonderful. I mean, let's see. Okay, so let's say, who are your top 10 black actresses? You see, you see Janet Dubois in this, in this movie? Yeah. She was acting. Dawn Lewis is all right. She on the she was on the what is a different wait, world. Wait, 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 wait. You're putting Don Lewis above Jada. I don't see too much of a difference between the two, honestly. Different world came out before or after this. 
uh, probably around the same time. Different world, 87. This was 88. So, yeah, right, right, a little bit before this. Shit, all right. Jada's just all right, too. They're okay actresses. They're not great. Keenan needed you said you put a you put good actors around Keenan and look what look what it brought out of him. And this was what put, no six years it, earlier? No, it didn't bring shit out of him. He does comedy. He can't do action. He can't do drama. He did good action in here with the guns. He did some action. When 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 there was action, he wasn't talking. When no, there he wasn't was talking. huh? Yeah, I say you're right. You know, he wasn't talking. In Low Down Dirty Shame, he's talking throughout. Say hi to Arnold. He's talking throughout <laughs> the action scenes. Because he's the lead character with nobody else, and he wanted so badly to make a movie that was akin to these other action stars. So he had to do his action lines, and he can't. And he couldn't even land the jokes. Like, don't do that. Don't play. We both saw it. So I'm landing jokes in this movie. In this movie. Right. I don't know what happened between now and then. We'll see next week. Next week is uh, Don't Be a Menace. That's closer to that time, right? He's not in it. All he said is message. No, no, he just wrote it. Yeah, he just says message. And he's great. Message. So, um, Crushing your childhood crushes. I'm sorry. Mm, not really. Not really. It's not a big deal. I just don't get it. I'm like, okay, I'll let you have it though. Um, so after at the club, they come back down, they get a drink. Um, I'm trying to think, did this happen before? No, you know what? So before they leave, before they go to the club, Jack comes home from um, from he comes home from the from seeing Kalinga, and he's mad. And he goes into his room, and he pulls out a gun, and he's like, "I'm gonna go take down Mister Big by myself." And his mom was like, "I'm gonna fight too." And and he's like, "Mama, I don't need you to fight for me." And she was like, "Oh, okay." You, you hard now. Well, uh, what about when you was getting beat up by, by little Lois Mitchell? And I heard you calling me up and down the street, mama, mama. Why are you bringing up old shit? And what about when you was getting beat up by them, uh, by those uh, little people? Mama, mama. And he was like, look, what, what's that mean? He was, he was like, I don't need your help. And she was like, well, you ain't going to have my help no more. And he was like, good. If I die, I die. But if I don't, that means I can take out a midget, <laughs> a little person, and a woman. She snuck me. She snuck me back, back in fifth grade. Um, yeah, hold on. Jack Spade. Yeah, up Jack. Spade. We hear you've been asking a lot of questions around town about Mr. Big. Mr. Big don't like it. Jack. Miss Charlotte. 
Don't you worry about a thing. I can handle this. The only thing you're going to be able to handle, Soldier Boy, is a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> no. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it right there. Ain't nobody laying a finger on my baby. Mom! How'd you do that? You really didn't have to do that. That was my fight. That's all right, sugar. Mama don't want her baby fighting that street trash. Come on, let's go home. Put your jacket on, Jack. Put the jacket on. Put your jacket on. It's cold outside. Well, look, I don't need you to fight for me no more. All right, Mr. Tough Guy. I remember when you wasn't so tough. I remember when you was always calling for your mama. Like the time when that little Lois Mitchell girl was kicking your ass. Up and down, up and down the schoolyard. All I could hear was, mama, mama. Oh, yeah. And the time when that uh, Evans family, was little midgets, was chasing you home because you didn't want to give them the lunch money. I could hear your punk ass calling me a half a mile away. Mama, help me. Mama, help me. Now, you don't need me no more, huh? You don't never have to worry about me fighting for you no more. Good. Now what you gonna do? Finish the fight big started. Be no fool, they'll kill you, Jack! Maybe. Jack! How you doing, Belle? Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I need you. I really need you. I've been pretty horny myself lately. That's a gun. Jack, what are you doing with a gun? I'm in the army, remember? Jack, Mama's right. They're gonna kill you. Yeah, well, Mr. Big is gonna pay. And if I see those little Evan midgets, they ass is mine. I'm payback. It's payback. And Lois Mitchell, you know, she snuck me. She snuck me in fifth grade. You, I was eating my jello when you hit me, baby. Jack, but then Jack, they were just kids. Look, a family full of midgets is not considered kids. That's a gang. Jack, wait a Jack, getting yourself killed is not going to prove anything. Proves I can beat a woman in some midgets. He's going to get himself killed. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand you. I don't do you understand mean? how these are your movies and you've never seen black exploitation movies. They are so heavily influenced by them. Well, it's obviously, so, they're influenced a, by it, but... It's so fascinating. My parents... No, it's not a bad it. thing. I'm just saying it's fascinating. I mean, my parents won't let me watch them. End of story. Yeah, but you've, you're not fucking 12. <laughs> you've had 20 years since then. But why why the fuck would I go back to the 70s and watch a movie? We, we, what year? This movie came out in 1988. It's 2022. Yeah. Hindsight is a show where we discuss movies oh, from our childhood yeah. and adult. So you ain't watch old movies before we started this podcast? You only watch new stuff? I have a standing rule that I didn't watch movies from the 60s and earlier. And I didn't watch anything okay. from the 70s because it didn't really move me. The 70s, 
Look. <laughs> like no, I just, kinda, it's just it's just fascinating. That's all. I just didn't see the allure, and I mean, I guess I'm I'm about to see the the black exploitation, but prior to this, no, no, there's some black dynamite. They even had a little line in here, and it was like he called it uh, exploitation. He called it exploitation. He's like, oh, you like, they all have white men from exploitation movies. And they started naming people from Cleopatra Jones and Big Mama. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where, honestly, you know how your parents can imbue certain thoughts and positions into you. I just thought black exploitation movies were porn. Oh, really? That's what yeah. it was. Oh, I thought it was the violence. It was the sex. No, it was the sex. Oh, okay. That's like, interesting. They were like, you can't watch this. They also told me I couldn't watch um, Risky Business. Snuck and watch that because they said I couldn't watch it. My dad had it on tape. <laughs> uh, hard, fast Time to Ridge My High. Snuck and watch that. My dad had it on tape. Um, this I've never movie. seen that. I hear people talk about it all the time. This movie that I can't remember, but they play kids in America in it. Um, snuck and watched that on tape. My dad had all of these movies on tape from like the 80s that he said I couldn't watch. So I watched them and <laughs> they had like titties. That's what I couldn't watch. So I watched it and he didn't have anything for the 70s. The only thing he had for like the 70s, uh. it, I don't even know if it was the 70s, but he had like military movies like the right stuff and platoon and all this stuff. <laughs> i don't want to watch that shit i don't care about that like fuck the military movies i don't i don't i don't they don't move me so at that age i wasn't down for it now yeah i'll watch a good military movie but back then no and so he didn't even have any black exploitation movies he didn't have coffee or foxy brown or uh, black Kila or anything like that. And they never discussed them in the house. It was just like, we don't watch those. That's fascinating. So it makes sense though now. Now that you explain it, it makes perfect sense. So they, uh, Spade and Slade go out into the street. And Slade is like, look, man, you're going to get killed. And Jack is like, I ain't going to get killed. I'm hard. I'm not going to get killed. And then they start shooting. <laughs> they start shooting from the roof across the street. And Jack is jumping around. They shooting. They shooting. And um, he's like, I'm trained for combat. Jack. Jack. What the hell you think you're going? To war. You mean to get killed? Hey, look, man. I came to you for help. You don't want to help me? Cool. But don't try to stop me from doing what I got to do, okay? You go out there alone, boy, they're going to shoot your ass off. I'm a soldier, man. I've been trained for combat. Oh, oh my God! Oh, my God! No! Oh, no! They shoot him! They shoot him! Somebody shoot him! Get your ass down, boy! I thought you were trained for combat. Yeah, yeah, I was. But I ain't never been in it. What are these fancy medals for? Well, this one is uh, shorthand, and uh, this one over here is MVP, and uh, this is surfing. Never mind, never mind. You got your weapon? Yeah. Give it to me. 
Give me a clip. Hurry up, Jack. Ma'am, how is it? He's dead. Can't you hear the music? So they um, go up to the roof and it's Lenny and Willie and they uh, subdue both of them and they tell them you could take the stairs or you could take the windows so they take the stairs again and then they go collect their group so then they go collect hammer and slammer they go to the club they deal with cherry uh, they get the weapons they call up um, Kung Fu Joe uh, who's the last guy in the group. And then they also, uh, Slade goes to see Fly Guy in jail. Now, when he went to see Fly Guy, initially, I thought that he was trying to get Fly Guy to be a part of the team. But no, um, he was just seeing, he was like, you've been in jail all this time. You got to have some information about where Mr. Biggs' uh, operations are at. And so Fly Guy is like, yeah, man. I've been in here for a long time. And when I get out, I don't need you bugging me. So he was basically Huggy Bear. When I get out, I don't need you mm-hmm. bugging me. So I'm going to give you this information and then you stop fucking with me. And he was like, all right, cool. He was like, because I'm going to get out and I'm going to be, I was, I was once pimp of the year. At one time, you were the biggest and baddest player out there, man. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I was pimp of the year. Now, this has really been an exciting competition. And now we'd like to announce our two finalists. But first, how about a big hand for all our contestants? All right, here we go. The final category is talent. Representing the Big Apple, Fly Guy. I'm going to try to do a little poetry for y'all. It's an original piece written by me, Fly Guy. And I want to dedicate this piece to all you players and all you ladies out there. The name of this piece is called My Bitch Better Have My Money. My bitch better have my money through rain, Sleet or snow. My hoe better have my money. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Tell it. Tell it. I have not some, but all my cash. Because if she don't, I'm going to put my foot dead in her ass. The pimp of the year is Fly Guy. He's the pimp. Of the year. So he's like, all right, man, I can dig it. I'm going to let you get back to what you're doing. No worries. And so then they uh, meet up with the rest of the group at the warehouse. And they're like, yo, we going to go into these, um, into his establishments, into Mr. Big's establishments. We going to cause some havoc. Um, And so they go to, they blow up his jewelry stores. Um, they go to a few of his establishments and, and cause some havoc there. And then they go to the big brim club. 
right, guys. This is it. Mr. Big's hottest night spot. Every criminal and major player in town is inside. Excuse me, gentlemen, but you got to have big hats to come in here. That's the rules of the house. I think you're going to make an exception this time, brother. All right, OK. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like you just lost your liquor license. Two things. The guy who said, Are you crazy? That's tiny from uh, Hollywood Shuffle. Two, while four of these guys are shooting Hammer, Slammer, Slade, and Spade, Kung Fu Joe is throwing ninja stars. <laughs> Everybody get your hands up. And take that funky gold off your necks. Put it on the table. Right now. Let's go, hurry up. Okay, you guys. Come up with those hats. Come on. Wayne Evans. The Evans family. causing havoc chaos all that kind of stuff and then mr big calls the cops and he's like look you're in my pocket take care of this so kung fu joe is driving his car and gets pulled over by two cops he beats up both cops and then a gang of more cops come and kung fu joe is like y'all want to go up against me i'm kung fu joe master of karate jujitsu taekwondo and all the other types of shit you ain't never heard of. And he starts laughing and they all pull out guns. <laughs> and the one thing that got me about this movie is the fact that nobody dies. Is that how no, it is in black quotation scenes? No, people die a lot. It's very okay. violent. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this nigga got shot by like 30 cops. Uh, oh yeah, no. But even later on, Isaac Hayes' character, Isaac Hayes' shoots character, himself. shoots himself with like nine different guns. <laughs> they showed the blood all over his jacket, and they said it was just flesh wounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I had a question about that. So, um, Kung Fu Joe. Uh, Goes to see, goes to see uh, Slade at his house. And he's telling Slade, hey man, it's a trap, it's a setup, but it's an actual answer machine, so he can't leave a message for him. And meanwhile, everybody else is getting set up to go out and take on Mr. Big. Mr. Or 
Mr. Big, uh, they're in a warehouse getting all set up. They have guns loaded for bear. But uh, Slammer, I think, Isaac Hayes, basically has like nine guns in various parts of his. Yeah, he has seven pistols. (laughs) He has seven pistols. And then he has. um, He's got two magnums in here. He's got one in his back. He's got two in his pocket, two in the lower pocket. He was strapped. Then he put the jacket on. And then two big ass sawed off shotguns. And then walks outside and slips on one bullet and shoots himself like 50, 11 times. <laughs> now, the that reason was so good. The reason why uh, Jack is so big up on going after Mr. Big now is because uh, Lenny, Lenny goes to the restaurant that Cheryl works at and he grabs her up. I just want a little coffee. Sam. These cramps are killing me. I'd like a little coffee here, please. What are you, deaf? Can I get a little coffee, please? Cheryl, you okay? I think I better go home. It's my time. Girl, me too. I'm gonna go and lay down. Okay? I know exactly how you feel. Be strong. Time to come home to daddy. Please, please, just leave me alone. Bitch, I said you're coming with me. understand that why was she the devil cramps oh <laughs> she was on her cycle oh. and so the 
86. Understanding of, you know, cycles and, and 88, sorry. Yeah, it, it was it was a different world back then. Um, so she gets thrown in the car, and that's when they load up to go and get uh go and get her. Jack and Slade and Hammer see her through a window. And Slade is like, all right, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna rappel down and go through the window with this uh bomb to cause a diversion. Uh, Hammer, you go through the window. Jack, no. Jack, you go through the window. Hammer, you go through the door. Hammer has a problem with his feet. Been wearing tight shoes. The dude's bunions are like tremendous and he's always in pain. Hammer's like, I don't care what happens, but uh, my feet hurt. So Slade goes up to the roof. How he gets up to the roof, past everybody on the ground floor so that he can go through the window, I don't know. I don't know. If he went up the fire escape, he could have just went through the fire escape and been <laughs> fine. But he gets all the way up to the roof. He knocks out a guy who's lighting up a cigarette, takes a cigarette, lights the fuse for a stick of dynamite, starts repelling down the wall. Out, they they're playing his theme music, which is Slate, which is uh, Shaft's theme music. Yeah. He tells he tells Jack earlier in the movie, he's walking down the street with his uh, entourage with his band, and Jack's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "This is my theme music. Every good That's hero so should have cool. some." I would love to have that. Yeah, me too. So his theme music starts playing as he starts repelling down the wall, but he's about one jump away from the window when the <laughs> dynamite explodes and all you hear is a huge boom and then a burning rope and Willie Lenny is inside the uh, room with uh, Cheryl and she's, he's, he looks at her and he's like, did you fart? He didn't even make it through the window. He just the rope blew up. You're thinking he's dead because they're all mm -hmm. the way up. Um, it's just Jack and, and Hammer now and so Jack tells Hammer you can go through the window man I'm gonna go through the door and so Hammer goes through the window and literally knocks himself out Jack's like you alright you alright and they hop up Jack has a heavy machine gun Hammer has this long ass magnum they're fighting against like 30 guys in a warehouse. They're winning. Hammer gets shot in the foot. Collapses. Somehow him getting shot in the foot causes his toe, his big toe, to swell up to the size of my head. <laughs> and so Jack is like, hey, man, you just stay here. I'm going to handle it. Jack's mom comes in. He thinks it's Slade. He's like, Slade. And she's like, no, Jack, it's your mama. And he's like, mom. Mama, what you doing here? <laughs> and so he's like, all right, mom, follow me. And he leads her to a closet and locks the door. She her. said, follow me. Follow me. <laughs> of course. And, and so, it was like, I don't care who we follow. And so... um, I don't care who we follow, but if one of y'all step on my toe, I'm going to kill both of y'all. 
And so Jack uh, makes his way up to the room where Cheryl's at. He gets, he he actually does some stuff. He He's killing people left and right. He throws a grenade that murders more people. Uh, and then he gets a piece of glass in his finger. The smallest piece of glass. Smallest. I love this scene. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's so out of a uh, like an action movie where someone really gets hurt. It's literally then... first blood. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't remember what happens to uh, Rambo in first blood for him to have this scene. But I remember that this happened in Rambo where he had like something really big happen to him and he had to like pull it out. And that's when he does the Rambo scream. Meanwhile, Jack has a sliver of glass in his finger. And so he has to heat up the needle <laughs> and pull it out, kind of like getting a, a splinter out of your finger. And he screams just like John Rambo would have. And it is hilarious to me. Like, you're right. It's, it's like a paper cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he wraps a little napkin around it and he keeps going. And he tells Cheryl, because when he comes in, Cheryl is, uh, she's, her mouth is taped shut. And um, Cheryl's like, Jack, what happened? Or she's trying to tell him that Willie is hiding behind the, um, hiding behind the door and he's like yeah this yeah it hurt it hurt real bad but I took care of it and then uh, Willie comes out and he's talking trash but then Fly Guy who had gotten out of jail and was uh, he was ready to take back his what was his you know, the only problem is he got out of jail and the only clothes he had were the same clothes he went in with, which meant a platform or, or a uh, hat, bell bottoms, you know, platform shoes with goldfish in them. People used to actually wear that crazy shit, too. They right. look so uncomfortable. Right. And it's like, you know, when I look at the 80s and what folks used to wear and the 90s and what folks used to wear i'm just like y'all gonna stop talking about people and what they wear now because you can look back and see that guys were literally wearing shirts that were midriff without any issue like you can go watch rocky and it's on there right now so um fly guy gets laughed down the block wearing that outfit and so when he comes he shows up at mr big's uh spot and pulls a gun on uh, Willie and he's wearing regular clothes and Jack is like yeah man thank you so much let's go get Mr. Big and Fly Guy's like nah forget that get the girl let's split and before they can leave out Mr. Big shows up and Mr. Big pulls a gun on them and he's like both y'all go over there you know to the corner um and that's where they talk about black exploitation films and what you didn't think I'd be in a black exploitation in an exploitation movie. Many people have done this. I thought that was cool. I love this scene. And um, that's when they break the fourth wall to uh, talk about 
And it won't oh. be a sequel. Yes. And so um, right when he's about to shoot uh, Jack, Slade shows up behind Mr. Big with his clothes torn all to hell, literal smoke coming off his body. And he's like, yeah, I got you, sucker. Because he shoots Mr. Big. Mr. Big's dead. And so they go back down the stairs and um, Jack's mom is like, Jack, I can't believe you locked me in that closet. I was in labor with you for 36 months. And and uh, Slade is like, I told him to do it because I love you and I want you to be safe. And so they're all good. And um, as Jack is leaving, BDP shows up, Boogie Down Productions. Um, and Slade is like, who's this? And Jack KRS One. KRS One, D Nice, Miss Melody. And Jack's like, this is my theme music. Every good hero should have one. And he leaves out with Jack of Spades playing in the background. I love KRS One, by the way. I don't. You don't like him, really? He could eat a dick. Wow. Another surprise. Not really. I, I mean, I liked him a lot more before um, the whole Africa Bambata situation happened, where it was alleged that Africa Bambata was uh, molesting and assaulting uh, aspiring hip hop artists. And KRS One was like, you know what? I'm not even worried about that. I'm more disappointed that y'all are taken away from the conversation of hip hop and how hip hop can grow in America. <laughs> That's when I was like, fuck KRS-One. That was all. So that's, I'm going to get you sucker. You dirty mother. Don't say that. Hold on, brother. <laughs> um, Brandon, what were your thoughts on the movie overall? No, I love this movie. It's hilarious. They, uh, you know, Keenan Ivory Wayne's is a comedic genius. He is. Particularly in late 80s, early 90s humor and what yes. the culture thought was funny. Yes. He knew that inside and out and, you know, everything, you know, from this point on, you know, everything that he, t- most of the things that he touched were great. Like, well. Great in terms of funny, they were great. What's not funny? Around you mean just straight comedy, did. right? Not not like a uh, glimmer man. No, like comedy. Okay, okay. Then yeah, with the comedies, yes, he could not lose. He couldn't miss. He went so far forward that, like, Robert Townsend and him were no longer on the same panel as soon as he did. I'm going to get you, sucker. Mm-hmm. From that point forward, he his next step was... Uh, Eleven Color. Eleven Color, which really pushed him into the stratosphere. Uh, Robert Townsend did The Parenthood. That was much later down the road. Yeah. And Meteor Man. And yeah, the lines were drawn. Living Color, then Don't Be a Menace. The Keenan Ivory Wayne show is okay. 
I'm sure he has something to do with the Wayne's Brothers show. Oh, I'm certain he wa- I'm sure I'm certain he wrote it. Like or had some line, some help in writing it. Um but yes, he was incredible. His run was perfect. And then he That's tried to do a low down dirty shame and he tried to do um he he tried to he he tried to fly too high to the too close to the sun with Glimmer Man and Low Down Dirty Shame and just ruined everything. He was in the last OG recently. I haven't watched that. That's Tracy uh Morgan's show. Mm-hmm. Uh but he I, hasn't I, done much recently. I know that it was um I know it's available on Netflix. I just never watched it. Yeah, me neither. Hold on one second. He, I mean Oh no! Go ahead. He's not that old. No, uh, not at all. That he could still be doing stuff, but I guess he just don't want to do nothing. So he rich. Why not just sit back <laughs> and rest on your laurels? Not so fast, boys. Nobody moves. The girl gets it first. Get over it. You, you're Mister Big. But I thought you were what? Above playing an exploitation villain? Well, you're wrong. Lots of famous people have done exploitation movies. Uh, Shelley Winters was in the... Cleopatra Jones. Uh, Angie Dickinson. Uh, uh, Big Bad Mama. Big Bad Mama. Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween! Right, right, right. And now, (laughs) I'm Mr. Big. And I'm sorry, boys, but there ain't gonna be a sequel to this one. Don't try it, Big. I got you, sucker. I love how they made sure that they fit the title of the movie into a line in the movie. Instead of, you know, just playing the song of Low Down Dirty Shame over and over again. So, uh, actually, next up is Meteor Man. I haven't seen Meteor Man since the 90s. (laughs) I can't wait. Robert Townsend versus Another Bad Creation. I'm pretty sure I saw Meteor. How when did that come out? I think I saw that in the theaters, even as a kid. I'm pretty sure. I mean... 93, yeah, I saw Meteor Man in in the theater as a kid. I probably haven't seen it since the mid 90s. When it came on TV, ain't nobody bad like this. Is going to be interesting. I enjoyed Meteor Man, so uh, it's going to be fun to reminisce. And Ace will be joining us for it. Um, yeah, excited. So yeah, I've been sending Ace terrible movies because she likes those, like random two, like you know, free movies on Vudu that of like with terrible with terrible uh, covers mm-hmm. that look cheap and horrible. She loves mm-hmm. those movies. <laughs> so y'all can leave a review for the show on Spotify. You can also leave a review for the show on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Uh, you can also tip 
the show. Um, you could donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on um, the Good Pods app. Again, you can go ahead and tip the show. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is BLK. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. And the show is on Twitter at uh, Hindsight Reviews, R E V U E S. Uh, you can email the show at Hindsight Movie Reviews at gmail.com. And the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. For Brandon and myself, this is Hindsight. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.